Welcome to the Gorefine Schiller and Garden podcast series. Today we are joined by Aaron Bloom, who's a director of tax services at Gorefine Schiller and Garden, who's going to provide insights into the current PPP loan forgiveness application process and what companies should really know moving forward. And Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Matt, thanks for having me. Glad to be here to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you as well. And let's just start at the top. Is it too late to complete and submit a PPP loan forgiveness application at this point in time? What's well, funny you actually asked the question, Matt, because technically today is the end of the PPP program. Applications could be submitted through May 31st of 2021, and they had 30 days to cure any problems with those applications. So technically, the SBA PPP program sunset June 30th, 2021. So we are actually at the point where it's only looking at forgiveness now. So it's not too late. In fact, for most people, this is really the hot spot to start doing the PPP forgiveness process. Oh, interesting. Yeah, perfect. I think the universe aligns in our favor and the timing of recording this podcast. That's really interesting. And it makes sense that now's the time to move forward and really focus on forgiveness. And, you know, my next question is how do companies know which loan forgiveness form is correct for them? Well, it really depends on a number of circumstances. So let's start with the easiest one that's out there. And that is if you got a PPP loan of under $150,000, and that is no matter how many employees you had, whatever else was out there, if your PPP loan was under $150,000, there is really only one form you want to use, and that is the form 3508S. And S stands for simple, and it couldn't be any more simple than what they have put out, because basically you fill out the kind of information, name, number that you got for the SBA loan, the loan amount, and typically for most places where you got that loan, they're doing these by portal. So a lot of this information will probably be prompted in there for you. And basically, once the general information is in there, you basically certify that you spent the money correctly and you are done. So you want to be very careful because I actually had somebody who called me one day and said, listen, I just went in and they want to ask me all these questions and I got flowed everything. And I said, well, didn't you get like $30,000 in PPP? And the response was, well, yeah. And I said, well, you're using the wrong form then. If you go in and use the S form, you won't have to do anything. And they went in, found the form, and they go, oh, my God, how much easier it was because they really didn't have to do anything. So that's really the key is measuring what dollar amount you have. So if we are over the 150, then you really have two forms that you can look at. The first is the 3508 which is basically the general form for everybody that is out there. But if you have over $150,000 in PPP funds and you meet the general requirements of not having basic work reductions of more than 25% or reduced salaries by more than 25%, you can actually use the Form 3508EZ. Now, it's not as easy as the simple form, but it is a lot easier to use than the 3508. Got it. Interesting. So just kind of stepping back a little bit, what is the overall covered period for this right now? So that really, again, is really where a lot of the thought process goes into determining what the PPP forgiveness is and where you're going to look for it and the strategy that you're going to use to do all of this. And 
a year ago when we were first having these conversations, when people were first starting to get money, everybody was looking at the short, defined eight-week cover period because that's what the SBA had said you were going to look at. Later on, as we got towards the end of the summer and into the fall, the SBA said, well, we're going to extend it and allow you to have a 24-week cover period. So the choice is yours. So really, you can use from eight weeks up to 24, depending on whether you need to lengthen that set time period so that you can actually get as much PPP forgiveness as possible. So the, the SBA what really kind of went kind of bent over backwards, shall we say, in trying to make it so that everybody can get PPP forgiveness. Because to be honest, if you weren't operating and you only had an eight-week cover period, it would be really tough to get PPP forgiveness. When they extended it up to almost six months, it made it pretty easy for just about everybody to get PPP forgiveness. So you want to work with your advisor to make sure that you're choosing the right period that fits what you need to get PPP forgiveness. Got it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense there. And, you know, earlier on, you talked about the different forms and the different criteria that companies should consider when using these loan forgiveness forms. But are there other documents that should be compiled and prepared for this process? Well, and that's really the key that's come up. And again, if we did this podcast probably six months ago, my answer probably would have been a little different because previously in the origination of the PPP program, there was also something the government came out and it was the employee retention credit. And basically in the beginning of the PPP process, what they said was, if you got PPP funds, you couldn't qualify for the ERC or the employee retention credit at the same time. So people in the early forgiveness process basically took all of their wages, didn't pay any attention because they didn't have to worry about it, and then would just say, all right, we're gonna throw everything into the PPP. What's happened now is when PPP round two came in 2021, they opened up that door and said, wait, you can now qualify for the employee retention credit, even if you got PPP funds. So now what's now happened is two things. Number one, people who originally said, I'm only going to use my wages and benefits to offset what my PPP is, potentially aren't doing themselves the best service they can because they may be taking funds away from potentially them getting employee retention credit. So what where we really want to focus is, PPP forgiveness comes in two forms. One is up to at least 60% of the funds that you received had to be used for payroll. Now, you can say, I used 100% for payroll, but you don't have to. You can use up to 40%. I mean, excuse me, up to 60%. The rest of the 40 can be used for operational expenses, utilities, rent, and other certain expenses. So in order to qualify for both, it really takes some strategizing and planning. So it isn't as easy as saying, well, I'm just going to throw everything in here and just go with it. It really is taking time and sitting down and kind of measuring what do you need to get for PPP forgiveness? And if you get the PPP forgiveness, can you then look at other avenues, whether it's employee retention credit, whether it's the restaurant restoration fund, whether it's the shuttered venue funds? all of which relate to 
what did you get for PPP and subtracting that out of there? So again, it's kind of measuring and, and looking at all of that. But once you've done that, you then, dependent upon whether you're doing, if you're doing the, the S form, you don't need anything. But anything beyond that, you need to work with your payroll provider to get certain reports that show the payroll that was paid. And then you also need to be able to show invoices or canceled checks for benefits, rents, things like that. So the SBA site has very good information which helps you delineate what you really need to be able to do. But really, this is one of those things where it really is worth taking the time and finding an advisor that knows what they're doing to help you through this process because it really is kind of a decision tree. If it's one step, then you have two strays to go. Then the next step, well, you might go two other places. So it really is kind of a strategy session to look at all of this, not saying, well, I'm just going to do PPP and throw it against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense there. So what's the overall timeline typically of gaining overall loan forgiveness? And again, this has been a kind of a moving target for people. Typically, the process happens that you go into wherever you got your PPP loan from. Typically, it's an automated portal. You submit the information to the bank that you got the loan from, not to the SBA. So first, the bank that gave you the loan gives you their either approval or denial. And it's not denial, it's just you need more information typically. I haven't had anybody who's had a bank deny it, they just haven't had the right information. Once the bank gets approval, and that typically is taking somewhere from a week to two weeks to occur, then it goes on to the SBA. The SBA then takes it, uses most of what the bank has done, and then gives their approval Typically in, right now we're seeing about a two-week lag. Prior to the PPP program ending and as it funneled out of money, we were seeing a lot longer wait times for the SBA. But now that they're not doing any more new loans, they've now put all of those resources into the forgiveness avenue. And we're seeing a much quicker turnaround time from the SBA and the banks at this point. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense there. And earlier on in the interview, you talked about you know getting support services, getting some help in terms of managing this process, and that really segues perfectly into my next question: is really how does GSG assist in the overall loan forgiveness application process for your clients and prospects too? Well, for our clients, this has been an ongoing thing. Whether it's been helping them apply for the PPP loan or looking at it as you know, whether there are other avenues that they can look at. But as I said, it really is a strategy session of you want to be able to avail yourselves as much of the benefit programs that the government has put out there, whether it is just PPP or whether it's PPP and the employee retention credit, whether it's the you know, restaurant restoration fund, for example. But all of those interact. So without having a clear strategy and knowing which pools you can pull from, you really are kind of going in the dark. And, you know, finding an advisor at GSG that can help you, that knows the ins and outs of all the programs, that knows how it works, that knows, well, okay, we're going to take this portion and it's going to be your PPP. So then this portion is totally available for the ERC. And then allowing yourself to get the applications in, 
allowing the amended returns that potentially need to be filed to get you the money because the government's been very good about this and there's tons of money that's out there for relief for small business owners. You just need to know which doors to knock on and that's where GSG comes in here and knows all the doors and where's where to knock best. Oh, that's great. You know, Aaron, really appreciate your time today. And, and you covered off on a lot of great things and very enlightening, especially for companies that are now that we're into, I guess, the forgiveness zone of the PPP process. This is really relevant information. And, you know, before we sign off today, is there anything else to add or anything we may have missed? No, other than, you know, now's the time. It's interesting. A lot of our clients are starting to hear from the banks because now as PPP round two is stopped, the banks are like, we want to end this because truthfully, the banks don't make a lot of money at it. And in order for them to make their money, they've got to get the loans paid off because they get their interest at the end of the loan. So it's very interesting. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had lots of clients hear from their original PPP loan you know, providers saying, can we get the forgiveness done? And you know, now's a really good opportune time to jump on the bandwagon, get it forgiven, get it out of your hair so that at least PPP1 is away and packed for now. And then you can start looking at the availability of whether you qualify for the ERC. And then if you got something in PPP round two, looking at doing forgiveness for that at the same time. All right, great. Well, what a great way to end this Gorefine Schiller and Garden podcast interview with Aaron Bloom, who's the Director of Tax Services at Gorefine Schiller and Garden. And as you heard, he provided some deep dive insights into the current PPP loan forgiveness application process and what companies should really know and what they should be doing moving forward today. And Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. Matt, thanks for having me in.